This is the whole point of When the Cleats Come Off, friends. I made this podcast so that you can have the tools that you need to help your daughter outside of the white lines when coaches aren't there, when friends and teammates aren't there, and it's just you guys. I encourage parents to be there at lessons so you can learn the things that I'm teaching your daughter. You know, whether it's mental strategies, and every day in the cages, we're always working on mental strategies along with the physical. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete, and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just gonna dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm gonna have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are gonna be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive and that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us, learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm Ashley Burkhart, your host of the show. And I know I've shared this with you before, but this is literally me living my best life recording these things for you. This week is one of my favorites because I've had some pretty impactful coaches in my life. My dad being one of them. My dad gets mad because sometimes I share the things that he didn't do right and he gets so mad when I talk about it. But dad, you did so many things right, and you actually inspired this episode. So, Dad, if you're listening, this one's for you. Basically, I wanted to talk about what are the things that make certain coaches great coaches. And these are things that me, as a coach, I try to implement in my life, and they work. <laughs> like, straight up. These four things I'm going to give to you, they work. When you when you implement these into your style as a coach. And and honestly, coaches listening, this is going to be basically all for you, but parents and athletes that are here, you're looking for the best coaches. You're looking to have the best coaches. So if your coach maybe doesn't meet one of these four things, maybe it's time to, I don't want to say look for a new coach because there are so many good coaches out there that don't know all the things, but have these qualities and having these qualities is so important. So these are four things that I've noticed the best coaches I've ever had have. And I'm excited to share them with you because 
if you are a coach that doesn't maybe do one of these things, maybe you can at least think about like, how can I do a little bit more of this? Or if you're a player and you're like, my gosh, my coach does none of these these things. Well, the whole point is to have your athlete thrive, right? Have your athlete thrive in the game, become the best version of her. And one of the biggest impacts we have as players is our coaches. Like I can name four coaches in my brain right now that have changed my life in the most positive way. My dad being one of them, but there are coaches out there that want the absolute best for your athlete. And if they do, these are the things that they would do. The first one is they're encouraging. Do they encourage you to go home and work on the thing that you worked on in practice? I think the best coaches are able to like inspire an athlete to never be satisfied, but also feel like that coach is like alongside them through everything. The best things that athletes have ever told me are, oh my gosh, Ashley, when we worked on the inside pitch and like the focal point on like how to make sure my hands stay tight and I'm throwing them at the pitcher, she's like, an athlete told me this and she's like, that was amazing. I just went home and I kept working on it. And she goes, and I feel so much better with it. That is the dream. (laughs) The dream is to have athletes kind of inspire themselves to go and practice some more and give them an environment to where they can fail, but also feel their body do different things and feel good things happening. And specifically, I like talking about the swing because I'm a hitting coach, but it could be anything. Like a coach that can inspire an athlete to go take more reps at home to work on backhands because she's inspired to get better at backhands, that comes from you. That comes from you saying, hey, you have the potential to be so good at this backhand if you put the work into it outside of this practice. If they're inspired to practice outside of practice, you got the right coach. So that's what an encouraging coach does. It's, it's, they're so optimistic about what this athlete is capable of, and they're constantly reminding them of what they're capable of. The next thing I wanted to talk about is do they challenge you? Do they challenge you to get out of your comfort zone? You know, every time you practice, whether it's 30 minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, you should always get out of your comfort zone and feel or even say negative thoughts like, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. Because like that actually tells you you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So I can't tell you how many times I've worked with athletes and like they, I give them a challenge and you know, it takes them 20 minutes to do it because they are constantly in their head saying, I can't do this. I don't think I can do this. Oh my gosh, I'm so annoyed with myself. I'm embarrassed. My parents are watching me fail. This sucks. Like these are all things that have happened in my cages that I'm glad happen because they're realizing that they're the only ones that can get up and keep going and to execute and make things happen. Of course, I'm cueing them to say better things to themselves and get really linear and focus on their focal point. By the way, if you haven't listened to the episode where I talked about the purple elephant and basically all the opposite things, like if you're pulling it, focus on the opposite side of the field. If you're popping up, focus on a hard ground ball, things like that. That might be an episode you want to refer back to, to know how to talk to your athlete to make her talk to herself in a positive light and get really focused on what it is that she wants to accomplish. But through those challenges, the athlete's learning more about herself than anything. And I need the athlete and we need our athletes to be challenged so that they can reach their potential. The only way we grow is if we're challenged. That's the only way. I think there are too many too nice coaches out there. And honestly, there are a lot of athletes who have been coddled too much. They haven't been like thrown into failure, thrown into the fire. Because if you're thrown into the fire, the only thing that they can do is get themselves out. And when they do get themselves out, they are now stronger because of it. So challenges can be something like having him do a 30-second wall sit 
and then telling them, hey, you're going to go do it again for a minute. If you drop, you do another minute. And like, these are things where discipline and negative self-talk are going to happen in a wall sit. I used to play basketball and we would have to do like five to 10 minute wall sits every practice. And they were the worst thing ever. This honestly wasn't a coach that I particularly liked, but I do remember doing those wall sits with my entire team and feeling like a million bucks afterwards because we all went to battle together and we all came out alive. (laughs) And there's something really powerful and beautiful in that. So I think if you coaches or, you know, parents are realizing this with your coaches, if if your athlete's not being challenged, she's just in the feel good stage and she is not getting out of her comfort zone. I can't tell you how many times I give athletes drills that I know they're going to stink at. And I tell them, I'm like, hey, you're going to suck at this drill at the beginning. It's just what it is. But that's also inspiring them to one day be good at it. Because if they know exactly how this drill is going to help their swing overall, they're now motivated to do it on their own. So giving them challenges, if they start, if they have like an easy day, I don't feel like I did my job. If they walk out of the cage and they, you know, aren't sweating or aren't like a little bit unsatisfied with something that happened... I didn't do my job. I need to show them what they're capable of. And and when they succeed, when things get hard, is how they know what they're capable of. Every day after I hit with someone, we talk about three things that they did well. I I say a thing that they did well. They say a thing they did well. And I encourage parents to be there. And they also share something that their daughter did well. That's one of the most powerful things ever, though, too. Tell your athlete one thing they did well. They don't think that they do anything right. (laughs) And it's important to do this. But we also, after that, we talk about like, hey, what are one or two things that, hey, we need to work on outside of this cage? That rise ball. Woo. Didn't look great on it today. But just being honest with yourself is the best thing. So challenging your athlete outside of practice to like, hey, go work on this thing. If you work on this thing, you're going to get better at it. I think doing challenges within practices, having them fail a lot is so important for them to succeed. So if you, have a, if you have a coach who is constantly challenging your athletes, great. But they also need to be cheering them on when they do succeed, when they do get out of the rut, when they do, you know, 40 reps of failures, but then find the one that works, like that needs to be praised right away. So if you have a coach who is doing those types of things, I think you're in the right place. Okay, so I mentioned within this episode about the always grind hitting turtle. I don't even know if I mentioned the always grind part. Always Grind 365 is someone who I've partnered with and every single one of the athletes I work with virtually or in person. And when I say virtually, it's within my Smash Tribe, so my Smash Tribe Academy members and my in-person lessons, they all have this journal. The part of the journal that I really want to emphasize with you is the back side of each page. So basically, every single time that you have a training session, you write down the things that went well, you write down the things that your athlete can improve, and I say you, but it's really your athlete doing this, but the emphasis is really on the part where on the top of the back page, it says, what are the things I did well today? You can't write down too many things here. (laughs) From making a good decision on that rise ball to letting that ball go by that you always swing at that is not a strike, that's a big deal. Or beating a challenge that you just did that day. There are so many things you could do right in a hitting session. And again, parents, I love when you guys are there and can learn from your athletes and what they're learning and pick up on the cues that your coach is giving. But one thing that I love to do in this section with my athletes is I have the athlete choose one thing that they did well. And then I have their parent choose one thing that they did well. And then I say one thing that they did well. I always go last because 
I think I'm always looking for the good. And sometimes the athlete's not always looking for the good. So I have her start and I have the parent go next and I say the last one. But again, there can be more than that. But I think that's a really important and crucial part is like, tell your athlete like one thing they do well every day. It, it helps them feel empowered. And then right after that, uh, in the next section, we talk about what's one thing that we can improve. One or two things. So that that week, you now have a focal point and a plan to what it is you're going to execute together outside of practice. Because you're a team. Mom, dad, your athlete, you're a team. And it's your job to help them outside the white lines. This is why this podcast exists. It's your job to help them hit it home and work on those things that she wants to work on because she knows she's going to be a better hitter if she works on it. So if you guys are interested in this journal, you guys can head to alwaysgrind365.com or just head to my website, www.ashleybtraining.com. Scroll all the way down on the homepage and find the Always Grind tab. And you guys can check out their their notebooks. They have pitching notebooks, catching notebooks. I specifically like the hitting because I am a hitting coach. But you guys can head there and get a discount on these notebooks. So if you just type in the code AshleyB at checkout, you'll get 10% off. Now, if you want to do a team order and put your team's logo on it, that's where you can reach out to me directly. Send me an email at ashleyburkharttrainingacademy at gmail.com. I know that's long. You can also head to my website and find where that you can find that. But I'd love to help you get there. I'd help, love to help you design some journals for your team. But if you guys want that discount, type in Ashley B at checkout and you'll get 10% off your order. All right, guys, we need to head back to this episode because there's some good stuff to come. The next thing is empowerment. Does your athlete feel empowered after a session? And, and that doesn't mean every session. I have some athletes that walk away from the cage and they're so upset with themselves and they know that they could have done better and maybe things are going on outside the game and they're just not in the best mood. But the athletes who are empowered to become better versions of themselves by who they surround themselves with and again are encouraged to get outside their comfort zone and try things on their own and they just feel like they could run like rule the world that comes with coaching but if an athlete is always being told hey you did this bad hey you did this bad you screwed up here what the heck happened there they are constantly thinking of themselves in a negative light and again as an athlete who has gone through this, I can't tell you how many times I just felt like a failure because I was just constantly being told what I did wrong and I didn't feel like superwoman. And if I felt that way in a game, I did not succeed at all. So an athlete who feels empowered and inspired to be a better version of her and is being told what she's capable of often, and I know we mentioned this a little bit before, that's a huge thing. So coaches that make your athlete feel inspired and empowered to run the rule the world, do whatever it is that they set their mind to. That is crucial. Now, the last thing that I think sets great coaches apart from just average or decent or good ones is involving the parents. There was a time when I would do lessons and some parents would just drop their kid off, go run some errands and then come back. And as a coach, I very much dislike this because there's only so many things an athlete can pick up on, especially a young one. 10-year-old, she's not going to pick up everything from that 30-minute lesson. But if you're there and you're also listening to the cues that I'm giving your athlete, you now have cues that you can give your athlete when you're practicing together. This is the whole point of when the cleats come off, friends. 
I made this podcast so that you can have the tools that you need to help your daughter outside of the white lines when coaches aren't there, when friends and teammates aren't there, and it's just you guys. I encourage parents to be there at lessons so you can learn the things that I'm teaching your daughter. You know, whether it's mental strategies, and every day in the cages, we're always working on mental strategies along with the physical. But physical cues that I'm giving your daughter. You won't know to give her those cues if you're not there. Sure, if a parent's not there, I have them write down in their hitting journal, hey, this is what it is that we should be working on throughout the week. This is what I want you to tell mom and dad to help you with. But it just doesn't mean the same. It doesn't click the same way. One thing that my dad did amazing was he was at every single one of my lessons, especially at the very beginning with my hitting coach who um, was in South Bend. I would be doing a drill and he would be in the next cage doing the drill too. I know not every structure or facility you work out, it's gonna, you're gonna be able to have this. But my dad would try the drill out himself and he'd be like, whoa, that's big time. Like, I like that. <laughs> and then guess what we do all week? That drill <laughs> together. And the cues that I was getting, he was also giving me too. And those stuck with me forever. I was struggling in college. I called my dad and he's just like, hey, remember that one thing your coach told you? You know, way back when, when you had lessons? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I forgot. And he was there to tell me. I think coaches that in- include parents in their life, their athlete's life is important. So I encourage you, if it's not, and I know you guys, you have lives too. You need errands to run. I'm not saying be there for every single lesson because I know that's not feasible, but be there as often as you can because you're going to pick up on a lot and you're going to be proud of your athlete a lot because if you have the right coach who's challenging her all the time, you're going to be like, whoa, you just did that. And when your athlete is not confident, you can be like, hey, remember what you did in Coach Ashley's cage that day? Remember how good you felt when you completed that, when you did that? What were you thinking about in that moment? What were you focused on? Let's get there. This is why I have parents at almost every single lesson and I want them to be there. And after every single lesson, they tell their athlete one thing that they did great. Because a lot of times athletes don't understand that they're doing things great. <laughs> and especially from coming from a parent saying, wow, you made such good adjustments today. You know how great that's gonna make them feel? So great coaches, they empower, they encourage, they challenge the heck out of, and they involve parents with the growth of their athlete. And they remind parents that they're a team and they help parents talk about like, what are things that you can help your athlete with? What are things outside of your athlete's control that you can help control? I think these are the most important conversations that you can have. And and these are the qualities that the best coaches have and the best coaches in my life had. So I hope this was enough for you to want to dive into, you know, these thoughts about where's your athlete? Where could she be better? Maybe your athlete's doing all the right things, but she's just not in the right hands, not in the right coach's hands. And as much as I want to say every coach is great, they're not. So if your coach is not doing these things, encouraging, challenging, empowering, emphasis on challenging and empowering, and if they don't want you involved at all, I think that's a problem. Now, I understand coaches who just who don't want parents calling about playing time and all these things because that's a lot for a coach to handle. But I think coaches that let the parents in, and again, college coaches, this isn't a thing for college coaches because they have a whole ship to run, but especially youth athletes, the young ones, like get the parents involved, help teach the parents what it is you're teaching your daughter. It's so important. 
So these are the four things that I think the best coaches have. And there are so many more things, but this was my list that I came up with today. Inspired by my dad. He was pretty good at these things. So if there's a coach in your life that you think is doing all these things right, I'd love you to share it with them. Say, hey, my athlete's in the right hands. Thank you. And if this is an episode where you feel like needs to be shared with somebody, if somebody came to mind while you listen to this, you need to send this to them. (laughs) And I'm not saying this because I want my podcast to grow, which I do. I don't want this podcast to grow without the game growing. There's no point in there being a podcast here if the game doesn't grow. So help our game out. Share this with a friend. Share this with a coach. Share this with someone you love that can be inspired by this conversation. And you can help our game grow. And you can also help the podcast grow a little bit too. That's the afterthought. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. I appreciate you so much. Stay awkward. Stay brave. Keep smiling. See you next week. Thank you.